welcome to the Screen Chronicles. I'm Steve, and with me is my host, Colby. How are you doing today, Colby? Oh, not too bad, Steve. How are you doing, man? Fantastic. What are we doing today, Colby? Well, today, you know, last episode, we tried to get through five episodes of The Last Kingdom, uh, season three. We did one through four, and it was just so much packed in that we kind of had to split it up a little bit more. So today, we're going to do the next three episodes. There's some key moments that happen in these next three episodes. And one of our favorite moments, I would dare say, in all of The Last Kingdom happens uh, within these three episodes. Would you agree with me? I would agree with that, yes. Yes, and we'll talk about that shortly. Um, But overall, Steve, um, you know, I I know we talked about our um, opinions of season three, the non-spoiler opinions last episode, but is there anything else you want to say um, about these three episodes? These really have some cool moments in them, and I'm I'm glad we actually did decide to hold off and kind of lump them together because there's there's a great cliffhanger at, I guess at the end of one episode we didn't know it was a cliffhanger because we the first time it. we watched it we go right through <laughs> we're like we need to see it now yeah you know we, it, it, I doubt we even thought about it it was just like and still going <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you want to hear our non-spoiler things go back to our first part of season three it'll be labeled season three episodes one through four yeah. today we're going to be doing episodes five, six, and seven. Yes. So we got three more, and then the, we're going to end with that one today. And then yeah. our next episode will be seven, eight, nine, or eight, nine, eight, nine ten. ten. Eight, nine, yes. ten. Yep. Uh, without further ado, we're going to get into the episodes. And again, spoiler alert, we're going to be doing a summary slash discussion of these three episodes we're going to be getting into our favorite moments from the show as well and our best bro moments yes and i i think we explained our bro moments back in one of the the first earlier episodes but colby could you explain the bro episodes anyone who hasn't maybe listened to it in a while our bro moments it's just those those brief moments or sometimes it's an entire uh scene in the last kingdom that's just like your best friend in the world just came up to you and, and you're having a bad day and they just say something that, that picks you right up. It's things like that. You know, I, I, I don't know if I can describe it any better than that. Yeah. What would you say? Well, I, I would say definitely along those lines. Absolutely. Um, but one of the reasons I think we, you know, really like the show is because we're a couple of bros. We're some brothers. Yeah. Um, we don't throw that term around lightly either. We're some good no, we friends don't. and we're both men. Uh, last we checked and we've checked it on each other a few times, correct? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just kidding. But in, in reality though, that's one of the reasons we do like the show and Uhtred, he's great at judging each individual on their own sort of character and attributes. And that's yeah. why he gets a lot of close knit people to him. And a so, lot of good, like uh, quality people in his gang. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just great people. Loyal. And even when it seems like there's some discord in the group, it rarely is. And yeah, so that's, that's one thing. Great example. We're going to talk about today. There's a great example. We'll talk about today. Yeah. There's, (laughs) uh, I'd say a lot of shows anymore. They, anytime they get a lot of people together, they, they want to try and create drama in the show and everyone hates each other to some degree. They're always conspiring, but 
Uhtred, like I said, he brings all these people in. They're his bros. He's, he's got close-knit people loyal to him. Right now, his main ones are Bianca, Finnin, Citric, Osfirth. But, I mean, that can fluctuate depending on who's who. We normally, we normally don't give the bro our best bro moment to Uhtred himself because he's really like the king of the bros. Yeah. So we normally try and find someone that does something, maybe if it even is for Uhtred or another bro in his group or something to that effect. Yeah. And so. bro doesn't have to be, I know it's a masculine term, but I mean, you can have bro moments with, uh, with um, Hild or Brita, you know, we'll oh, call them absolutely. bro moments, but they're just, there's just those tender heartwarming moments that happen in the show. Come on. Yes. I yeah. think we've, even meant described some of our favorite bro moments as one with Uhtred and Hild, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking about that scene in season two where they're out in the field and yeah. they, I mean, it's, it's, it's a bro down. <laughs> it's a beautiful bro down. Let's start out. I'll start with episode five here and then we'll alternate sort of given a brief overview is how we did it uh the last time we give like a brief overview and then we get into the details a little bit more yeah that's how we'll do it through four five six and seven here of season three so again spoiler alert here and before steve takes us off remember where we left off at the end of episode four ragnar has just been murdered in his sleep by ethelwald ethelwald yep all right so without further ado we'll start with Episode five of season three. Brief summary. Ragnar, he's dead. It'd pick up right off where episode four ended. Uh, Brita does go to Utred, tell him these facts. Utred then he has to decide to start trying to make some moves. He eventually does then go to meet up with Alfred and crew to try and get an alliance, to try and get some men. He wants to end this curse, which he is believing is what's going on which is really causing all these problems in his life is what he's perceiving it as the curse from scade also we're seeing alfred he's still physically not doing so hot still deteriorating pretty badly um Uhtred ends up actually forming an alliance with someone who's actually pretty close to alfred and they sort of end on a cliffhanger battle really awesome cool scene that we'll pick up on probably like immediately after this episode. Um, so yeah, so that's the, the summary of episode five. Let's get into the nitty gritty details of the episode then. Okay, so it starts off, you know, everybody's yelling. Uh, Ethelwald wakes up after, you know, probably I wouldn't think he slept much that night, but he just killed Ragnar, uh, young Ragnar. And he wakes up hearing, he's dead he's dead, he's dead. And he's thinking, oh, here we go. It's starting, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you hear Alfred's name. Alfred's dead. The king is dead. The king is dead. And it's like, what? And so we haven't seen anything with Alfred. We haven't seen anything happen to Alfred. We've seen him be really sick. Looks like he could drop dead at any second, really. Yeah. But like, so he comes out and all the Vikings are like celebrating. Turns out that's fake news. Fake news. Hashtag. Fake news. <laughs> Hashtag fake news um you know the news is never reliable nowadays really you know i know especially when you have to rely on a guy riding on horse that takes him like a week to get there you know what i mean (laughs) yeah you know and and the vikings they lay they lie far to the left you know the saxons are far to the right absolutely and and you get some you know 
you get a liberal news station, they're going to say what they want their viewers to hear, which is the king is dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's the same, you know, on the other end, too, with the far right, you know, with yeah. the, the Saxons, too. I mean, yeah. That's, you know, that's why we need to meet in the middle, everyone. Got to meet in the middle. We got to have a source that, you know, takes both sides. So <laughs> anyway, something's about to ruin all of their day. Brita goes to tell Ragnar about the news of Alfred being dead. And Ragnar um, is, in fact, stabbed to death. So Brita is really pretty sad. Brita finds him because she did love Ragnar. And yeah, yeah. It's, I think I was kind of hoping Ragnar was not dead at the end of, of course, four. Ragnar I was like, dead? nobody, maybe it's just like some surface wounds. Maybe he woke up and he'll be, <gasps> you know, and like, just, just be a little bit Jon Snowed a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, but no, he's, he's really dead. It sucks. Um, just an awesome Dane. Awesome character. Yeah. Uh, we, we did mention in last episode that, Harry told us that when he read the book that Ragnar, the character Ragnar died like off screen, meaning they just sort of like wrote about it. And if you do read, I read the first book and it, it does I mean it jumps a lot through time. Things aren't described in the book as happening like right in the moment. They're more every now and then it's like, and the years went by and this happened and this person died. So it, I mean, it's, it is kind of nice that we actually got to see it and that his yeah. death actually does influence uh, the plot pretty much for Uhtred. The rest of this season is really uh, part of the finale even. Yeah. But it still sucks. Absolutely. And it sucks. And the other thing that sucks about it is Brita sees that he did not have his sword when he died. Yes. So she realizes that he has not gone to Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, in the Viking culture is just the biggest thing. You know what I mean? So immediately she's like, "That's this is not what happened, what she sees in front of her. She sees a sword in the, in the girl, and she's, the girl is holding the knife. The girl Ragnar was sleeping with. So she, she is automatically like, no, 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 no. This is not how it happened. Ragnar would not have been killed by. by well, also, like that, too, the reason Ragnar was with Brita. Their only reason he was sleeping with this other, these, I don't know if it was multiple women or just one woman. The only reason he was sleeping with them was that he, so he would have children. Yeah. Was, you know, he already had a son. We hear that he had a son. It's or, not like he enjoyed it. <laughs> no way. Oh, I have to have kids. Gotta Crap. do it. Darn it. <laughs> if I have to. Yeah. <laughs> you too. Fine. <laughs> yeah. But right, but, it's, but, but it's because Brita has had, tried to have kids and she's not able to. Yeah, so, so why would he kill a woman he's trying to impregnate, though, to have his name live on? Why would he do that? It doesn't make any mm. sense. Motives any don't sense. add up. Why would she kill him? Why would that girl kill him? Exactly. It doesn't make sense. So Brita's pretty smart. She knows this. Meanwhile, Knut's just like, oh, no, Ragnar's dead. Well, I guess that means I should step right in. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Doesn't that just work out great? I, I think last episode we mentioned how Knut's name, um, it's C-N-U-T. <laughs> but in um, Magnus Brun's Instagram, he actually says, um, he has like a few descriptions of himself and in parentheses he says, sometimes a bit of a Knut. <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought that was good. That's funny. I, I, I didn't actually see that. That's funny. But, uh, oh, yeah. and, and the look that Knut gives uh, Ethelwald when he hears that Ragnar has been killed is like, like, did not expect you to actually do it. Because <laughs> he, he, he was really telling him that he should. He told him that yeah. before he's like, if you're going to kill him, you have to do it tonight. But like, he was not expecting Aethelwald to fall through. Yeah, like like you said, that look in the morning where they when he's hearing the news, he just kind of yeah. like looks like out. you son of a bitch. <laughs> you did it. So then Brita goes and buries Ragnar. Brita's very torn up over this, and, and a big reason is because he's not in Valhalla according to their yeah. belief system. I want to mention too, his grave is like way too shallow. <laughs> It's like his, he's not even completely under the ground. She just stacks some stones on top of him. And he's like yeah. right next to a river, a lake, or something there. And it's like, how long before that water just w- uncovers his body? You know? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so then they cut, um, and they cut to a scene in the stables with um, Ethel Flood and Uhtred again. And again, there's those, this tension between them. There's this. Those damn Ethel stables. Flood. Yes. What is it with the stables? Uchard just wants to care for his horse, ladies. Let this man care for his horse. (laughs) I don't know what it is. But anyway, Uhtred is like actually going to try to keep away from her because look, look what's going on around Uhtred. He still believes he's under this curse that Skade once again has put him under. So it seems like everyone around him is going through some kind of turmoil. And so due to the curse, he doesn't want to hurt her. You know, yeah, we have said before that, you know, even though he's perceiving all these things to be related to the curse and the show never, you know, explicitly says whether it is due to the curse um, or just the way things are, because even Finnan at one point when uh, eventually Brita goes and tells Uhtred that Ragnar is dead and Uhtred attributes it to the curse again. And Finnan's like, that's just life. Like people die. Like he says that yeah. to Utrecht. And be, like, yeah. and back in those days, like, you know, uh, you, you joke, you made the joke, like he was a 30 year old person. He was old. <laughs> you know, he's, he's old. probably like 30. Like people died all the time, you know? Yeah. And like, you could die in childbirth. That's realistic. Like you could, you could die stabbed to death in your bed when you are around a lot of unsavory people, you know? Yeah and it's, it's absolutely possible but everyone's thinking the curse that's why he doesn't want to uh kiss ethelflaed again yeah and like i said brita does she comes to where they are at ethelflaed's like estate they're at saltwick saltwick, yeah. saltwick is where, where it is so it looks like a nice Salt- place it does yeah it's her yeah. ethelflaed's like estate is where they've been hanging out yeah um, since they've saved her yeah and like I said, uh, Uhtred's pretty broken up, obviously, about Ragnar's death. Um, and it, it sucks. It sucks because the last thing that happened between the two of them was Ragnar disowning. Yes. Uh, that hurts. And that's what makes me like kind of upset that that's I know. how they... Or they couldn't have at least had a redemption, man. Because you know they would have. You know, people say things when they're upset, you know? Mm-hmm. People say things they don't mean when they're upset. And Absolutely. Ragnar had a pretty good reason to be upset after Uhtred said he was going to join him, you know, and then mm-hmm. bailed. And so obviously Ragnar is going to be mad. You give that guy a couple days, 
I bet he's got a way different attitude. Oh. He might not be happy, but I bet, you know. Oh, I guarantee if Uhtred walked up to the camp like a day or two later, Ragnar would have been happy and been like, all right, hey, yeah, have it down, have some ale, let's play some tug of war, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But that's what just, it just kind of aggravates me. Not only did Ragnar die, but that that was like how they ended their relationship. But they do kind of yeah. at the end of the season, even though they don't in person reconcile, it does feel like there is some. It is. I, to me, it's redeeming. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yes. So, yeah. So there they are. And then Brita f- finds him because she needs to tell him he died and did not go to Val- Valhalla. Uhtred, again, is curses on him. He cannot get it out of his head. It's scathed, you know. So he makes a decision. I mean, he decides he needs to go back to Alfred and beg to get an army because he needs to go fight Heston, you know, and try to get Skade back. Yeah. Yeah. So Heston is at Bianfilat where he, you know, after the brothers Siegfried and Eric, you know, that's where he's held up and that's where he took Skade after he exchanged Skade for Ethelflaed. Yeah. So, we know that that fortress, it's a fortress. You can't just go up there with a few guys. So he needs, you know, like a thousand men is what he ends yeah. up, you know, eventually asking for. Um, so he rides up then to somewhere in Mercia where uh, like Ethel Red, uh, we don't know. I think we actually, we do know Alfred is there. Ethel Red is there. Mm-hmm. You know, Aldhelm, a few other people are there. And there's, there's actually, there's another great, like exchange between uh, Uhtred's like bro group, specifically Finnan and yeah. Stiapa, who's like guarding the place. Yeah. But like, uh, I feel like in another life, Stiapa would have been a bro, you know? Oh. He's like almost a bro because he's like friends with Uhtred, even though he's just throwing spears at him and stuff. Like, it's not like he wanted to because he respects Uhtred so much. Yeah. But like, if, if Stiapa didn't have, like, wasn't loyal, you know, he'd be on the team. Oh, absolutely. He, he'd no. definitely be on their team. Question. It's just he already swore a sword to Alfred. So yeah, and he's, that's he's the a loyal thing. guy. He's a loyal guy. Yeah, you got to respect that. He's a, but they they get there and they have an exchange where they're kind of picking on each other. I remember all of it. But he eventually like tells them they, they need to put their weapons away, and they they have to do this thing. They can't go there. And Finnan's like, "What if I have to take a piss?" You know, like meaning like how am I going to get a way to do that then? Cause I don't want to have to show everyone. And Siap is just like, then pull out your cock and piss. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but what if you mistake it for a weapon? <laughs> just like, <laughs> Great moment. Oh man. Just Finnan is It's just, just those little it. moments that make you laugh though. You know what I mean? Yes. Totally. Like not necessary to have that in, you know? No, it's just it's funny. Mm-hmm. Super funny. So, they have a they have a witten. I love a good witten, you know. And it's it's an approximation to a witten too. They're wait they're waiting outside, uh, and they come and tell them, oh, "We're gonna have an approximation to a witten." And and like Osfirth is says, "What's what's an approximation to a witten?" Finnan's like, "It's it's not a witten, but it's almost a witten or something." Like that. It's just like <laughs> it's like the minor leagues of wittens. You know, it's, it's informal. It's like the triple A baseball of Wittens, you know, <laughs> it's, like, it's good to have a little Witten every now and then any yeah. kind of Witten I'll take. Steve and I had never heard the word Witten before the show. So 
At least I hadn't. Did you? No, no. I, and I don't still don't entirely know what it is. Um, I, I just know that, I know you know, that back that's in where season, decisions are made. It's <laughs> yeah. like, to me, sometimes it's like court, you know? Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's, it's court. Like court. Sometimes it's like a vote. Sometimes a vote. We're going to go to battle. I think yeah. it's just like a meeting and like a king is going to make a decision. I think yeah. that's a big thing. And I think like the lords are there too. And so they all get the way yeah. in or something to that. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I remember after we like first started hearing that word at the apartment, we were always like saying, you know, like, we should, we should hold a witten over that. Or, yeah. or like if someone was acting up in class, we're like, I think we should hold a witten about yeah. that guy in class. <laughs> witten, the council of Anglo-Saxon Kings in and of England its essential duty was to advise the king on all matters on which he chose to ask its opinion. That's an official Google definition. So it doesn't get real, more official. Man. We're going to have an approximation to a Witten where Uhtred is going to ask 4,000 men to attack Heston at the Ampliat, yeah. which we can say that word today for some reason. We couldn't say it last episode. We couldn't say it last time. <laughs> The Amplia. It's not that hard. Um, I'm not even going to try it anymore. I think I got it right once. And yeah. And so Alfred comes in all, you know, because he's got to be, you know, the center of attention. So he's got the drama thing going on. It's real funny because they're all there talking and they're all going back and forth. And they even say that Alfred, he won't be there. Like he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. They make some excuse for him because Alfred, like we said, he hasn't been feeling well. So he misses yeah, and, out on Edward's really there. Yeah, Edward yeah. is there. And it, and you can tell Edward, like, everybody's, like, obviously are not going to trust Uhtred right now after what he did with um, Alfred. But Edward seems to have some faith in Uhtred here. Mm -hmm. You know? And then Alfred yeah. does eventually come in. And he's a little hesitant to trust Uhtred, too, on account that Uhtred need him in the gut and held a knife to his throat. But, like, get over, get over it. it. You know? <laughs> Here's the thing is Alfred totally doesn't believe what Uhtred's plan is. You know, Edward does. So Edward has faith in Uhtred, just like Ethelflaed and the kids of Alfred and Aylesworth just have always loved Uhtred so much. And he meets with Uhtred separately and he makes a very bold promise. So again, Edward is not the king. He is being groomed to be the king. Alfred is still the king. So it is not Edward's place, no. you know, no, to go yeah. act, he, tech, you know. He, yeah, he makes a promise to Uhtred that, because um, Uhtred's plan is to go to Haston's fort and... Be him flee up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and draw him out with his, his small group of guys. And then he wants those a thousand men then to come and take them when they're out of the fort. Yeah. And that they, they could approach through the woods unseen. Yeah. And Edward, he promises them the, the men he needs. He promises them a thousand men. But he's not a king yet. You know, he still makes his promise to Uhtred. And yeah. I think Edward here is really, he is trying to be worthy of a king now. People have been telling him, you know, like pretty yeah. much the whole season that he needs to do this and that to be a king. He needs to be like this. And now he sees an opportunity where he thinks something should be done. He does see that, hey, if we take out the Danes here, 
yes, we are going to be helping Uhtred try and get back Skade. But what we're also going to be doing is stopping Danes from having such a large army coming at us with a full force. Exactly. And he, and he even tells Alfred this later. Because Alfred then, he goes to Alfred and tells him this. And Alfred is initially pretty ticked off about yeah. this. That this was not a promise for you to make. This is yeah. not, those aren't your men to give sort of thing. But then, Edward then, he explains his case though. He says, you know, I am not ready for a large battle. You want me to be king, but if you die and then I have to face this large battle on my own and, and lead the army, I'm not going to be ready. I won't be able to handle that. Yeah. And I want this to happen. First, I get some experience. I'm getting some experience on the job, king-like experience Yeah. Uh, before I step into the role. Some, some clinical hours. Some clinical you know. king hours. Some clinical king I think you're hours. required to have a certain amount. I think yeah. you're required to have something like 500 hours in his... You know. Well, now, because of this, that's the new rule because of Edward. That's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> that was a pretty cool scene with um, him telling Alfred, and obviously Alfred's going to be upset because that's in direct contradiction of what Alfred wants. You know, the he last thing Alfred wants to do is help Uhtred right now. Mm -hmm. Before that happens, though, we have a cool scene with, and we talked about it yesterday, with Ethel Fled and Ethel Red, who finally kind of come together and Ethel Fled stabs the table <laughs> with a knife. What she say? She's surprised that, you know. She says something like, because they, they mentioned how some men came and tried to kill her. And that's yeah. why she fled and asked for Uhtred. Because they were all questioning like, why Uhtred was there. Yeah. And then so she, she says to Ethel Red, you know, you didn't seem surprised that some men tried to come and kill me. And Ethel Red's reaction is great. He's like, oh no? Well, how's this? Oh. <laughs> that was a cool, cool Ethel Red moment, even though you, you still hate him, but like the actor we, we laughed at that nice though when we saw that. Yeah. But yeah, so that was just kind of a nice little scene there. I like that scene. Yeah, it's 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 kind of funny on yeah. Ethel Red's end. And the, the yeah. two couple having their their separate separated marriage sort of thing yeah. going on yeah at this point i like that she's not being like abused anymore is what i like you know i'm glad yeah. she's she's taking some reins here yeah oh. she is i think her character is supposed to be strong independent you know and she she definitely portrays that well mm. so then you know edward made this promise and alfred suits up for battle we talked about this last episode. He looks so bad. He looks so bad. And every time they put the chainmail on him, it, list, it looks like it cripples him, you know? Even behind the physical weakness, you can, like, his inner strength vibrates out just by, like, him even attempting to do this with the way he feels. You know what I mean? Just that. That's always, yeah. Look on his face is just a pure determination. Because in yeah. his head... He still has that goal. England, England, England. And now, he, even though he's starting to kind of realize now that he probably won't actually see that completely actualized in his lifetime, at least now he can do all the little steps, getting Edward ready, winning a couple of more battles, you know, 
doing these these things to try and get those steps there so hopefully it, it does become actualized and it does we know it does yeah, yeah. but this is just an amazing freaking scene when <sighs> alfred like we said alfred he puts on chainmail he puts on the crown just crazy and then this like sweet like like organ sort of like music i i, I don't know if there's any vocal like sort of chanting orchestra gives, or anything it gives you goosebumps though goosebumps he he goes out all of like their army is out there and stiapa and biaka have to heave him up onto the horse and stiapa is a big dude and yeah so like that just means like how weak alfred is that you know stiapa had to have help from another guy and a, a max assist of two onto this max horse. assist of two max assist of two Functionally, he should not be riding in a battle. I, all my patients, I tell, again, if you, if you haven't listened to us, Steve and I are about to become um, physical therapists here. We just need to take our boards and that's it. Yes. But, um, you know, so I, I never recommend if I have to do max assisted two on somebody that they go and uh, battle a bunch of Vikings. Mm. It's not usually, you know. It's, it's really when I see that, I'm even thinking maybe even long-term goals that we might not even get back to that. Might not be a realistic long-term goal. No, you know what no. I mean? Maybe it's something they used to do. Maybe um, like a small group of Irishmen. We could certainly try to get there, but you know, realistically, I might not write that as a, as a long-term goal. No, so no, no, no. no. And believe it or not, I've had a few. <laughs> I've had I've had a few Saxon King patients. Well, I, you know. I just assumed so, Colby. I just okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway we're getting goosebumps he, watching this man oh and he gets on that horse dude and they're just chanting long live the king just a beautiful everybody just a respect for alfred and he holds up his sword and i mean it takes all of his strength just to get it up and he's shaking and yeah oh my god how could you not be inspired by that Whew. If I'm a Saxon soldier, I'm about to go on a killing spree oh after my seeing god. that. Oh my god! Like, and it, it's, it's Alfred. Alfred is good at getting people pumped up. Yes, his speech before the Battle of Ethendon is also amazing. Oh yes! Oh so, my god! Yeah. So Alfred, great king. Absolutely. Great king. Yeah, and it's it's just so cool during that scene. The music brings it in. Just, <sighs> there's there's all this like light snow coming down just him on his horse and just holding it up and and then to all the actors that they cut to to like his daughter ethel fred ethel fled uh channing long live the king stiapa yeah. the men uh and just you know it was just crazy beautiful scene i mean yeah uh the, the show's about utrid and you know we we came for the utrid and we stayed for the utrid but we also stayed for the Alfred. For some Alfred stuff. Come on. For, for a romance story for, in season for his, two. For like, as many times as we've hated Alfred for doing stuff to Uhtred, this scene still is just incredible. Yeah, so I mean, this scene deserves all the praise in the world. You got to respect the guy. All the praise in the world. When anyway, like, I think the first season there was a lot of times I was like, "Oh my god, I hate Alfred." And then even I think even yeah. in season two when we were first watching it, I was thinking that too. But after like watching season three, and now that I've gone back and like watched it again, like any time that I see Alfred being a jerk, 
I always think about like these moments where he is just like pure yeah. determination trying to get his like goal done. You know, I like, also think of his perspective it. too. You know, yeah. you know, from Uchard's perspective, you know, Alfred's like the worst guy in the world sometimes. But like, yeah. if you look at Alfred's perspective, like he is, he's got the one goal in mind, one England. And everything he does is with that goal in mind, even if it's not in Uhtred's best interest. And sometimes it's not in Uhtred's best interest, but it's a huge compliment to Uhtred. You know, like, I want you to be the one that, you know, watches over my son and, and helps my son unite England. You know what I mean? Or yes. I want you to serve me because you're a great warrior. I have a lot of respect for you as a warrior. You're the, you're the guy yeah. that's going to help this happen. It just never, it doesn't ever seem to align with what Uhtred wants to do, unfortunately. Yeah. For, so their relationship just could never be that good. Um, you know, so, but yeah, great scene. And then we go to a great Uhtred scene right after it in a very (laughs) different way. So (laughs) Uhtred has a plan. He knows that, that with the people he has right now with this plan with Edward, uh, expecting Edward to come too, they can't take Bianfliat. They can't go over those walls. They need to draw Heston out. And Uhtred, as good of a warrior Uhtred is, as smart of a, of a, you know, plan maker Uhtred is, you know, as strong as, of a lord as Uhtred is, I think his best attribute is his shit talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I feel like we haven't had any good Uhtred shit talk in a while. We've had a lot of good Finnin shit talk. Yeah. This, and I, I feel like we haven't had any real good Uhtred shit talk in a while. Yeah. And this is, so it's a great, Uhtred scene it's it almost feels like an Uhtred a great Uhtred scene is almost the same as like a great stereotypical Viking scene but it's got that Uhtred twist on it's got that little twist on it and yeah it's it's got the humor and the yeah the profanity and the you know some dark sense of something in it yeah so he goes and he knows how to get Heston out he does he's like leave it to me (laughs) leave it to me (laughs) You know, he's like, you ran away, you fled, you know, come on, fight me pretty much. His, his whole, and, like, I can't, I'm going to try and do his accent here. Okay. When he's like, when I met you at the battle with, I forget, like the battle with Siegfried, with the battle with Siegfried, you fled. And again, mm-hmm. at the battle at this, you fled. And then when we were f- rescuing fled, you fled again. Yeah. Let us fight and make the square. Yeah. But what will most likely happen is you will remain in your fortress and you will remain a coward. Songs will be sung yeah. about your cowardice <laughs> and I will pay for them to be written. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. It's a great scene. Oh and Heston's just getting mad and mad. And so basically it works though. Uhtred's able to lure them out. I mean, Uhtred doesn't have a lot of men with him. He's got good men with him, but not a lot of men. I think and he's got like 30. Yeah. And so they go to an open field, you know, and they, they have the idea, you know, Edward would be able to approach from the trees and be hidden, you know, mm-hmm. but here comes Heston with a ton of dudes. Just it like, they're like Uhtred's groups. They're, they're just about to get squashed. Yeah. As good warriors they are. There's just so many others of the other side, just surrounding them. And so they make this pretty cool, like shield wall circle which is, I, I like the strategy, you know, let's say they had to, right? 
And um, I like that Osfer's like in the middle of it. <laughs> he know. gets like, he gets to like be the finisher when somebody gets like knocked into the circle. He just, he just has a club though. He just, he just, well, he just has, has a club. club. He just has a club, but still uh, he's in the middle. I, I do like how he gets the opportunity to hit every time they like fling somebody into the circle. Osfer's just like batter up. Here we go. <laughs> Here comes the pitch. Whack. Whack. So it kind of reminds me of uh, like when in Lord of the Rings, when Aragon's men they approach the, the the gates of Mordor, and all of the the yeah. orcs sort of surround them, yeah, 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 like yeah. just envelop them. It's the same thing. Uttra's got thing. thirty guys, and Heston's Heston's got I don't know. It looks like at least over a hundred, maybe a couple hundred. Yeah, maybe what he's supposed to have because Utra had asked for a thousand. Um, so, but it's a lot to a little. Yes. And so Heston's just like, just give me Uhtred. I just want Uhtred. And um, Skade is there too. Skade is next to Heston. Mm-hmm. And we see this. And obviously none of Uhtred's men are going to betray him. Right. And so I think they, they start attacking, right? Right away. Yeah, they yeah. start going right away. And then, um, so yeah, they're doing that thing. Like their little strategy is working for a little bit, but they're, soon enough they're going to get overwhelmed. And they do start getting overwhelmed. And the, really awesome pan shot from the woods and you see that alfred edward and all of their men are already there watching what's going on oh my god they've got foot soldiers sweet shot it's like like the foot soldiers up to the guys on horseback and it's and it's like the snow too yeah in the setting and just just like the music Beautiful. too that oh. like that like light organ music is like yeah. the new like alfred theme that they have yeah beautifully shot oh my god credit to the filmmakers or the uh, cinematographers there on the horses you know that are in charge of the men we got steapa left to right alfred and then edward okay and they're watching this go on and by the way while <laughs> you know <laughs> they the vikings are attacking utrid's group Heston's men, Skade yells, paint the ground red with their blood. And Heston like gives her a look like, geez, like, <laughs> sheesh. <laughs> it's like, relax a little bit. Come on now. <laughs> like, like, yeah, we want the dead, but come on. <laughs> is annoying. It was a funny Heston look though. Oh yeah. Great. Um, <laughs> geez. But here comes probably, at least this season, maybe definitely my favorite Alfred moment. Definitely my favorite Alfred moment is my favorite overall moment in the whole show. It's, it's pretty close. It's up there. I'm not sure if this is my favorite Alfred moment, but it's, it's very close. Oh, man. So here's how it goes down. It starts off with Alfred says, well, we hold. Edward's like why like we can go and wipe them out right now if we go and and alfred's just staring straight and you can just see edward's getting more and more anxious and he's like i gave them my word i made a promise to him and i think alfred says something to the effect of like utrid would what would utrid do he'd probably let his enemies kill each other their enemies kill each other Mm -hmm. right wouldn't that be the smart thing to do and edward's like but i made him a promise you know and so here comes the line that I, I love. Alfred's like, 
so so edward's pretty much nagging him like come on let's can we do yeah this, this please? keeps like going on yes. back and forth for a while he, he's like come on let's go come on and alfred's goes, just like let's we'll hold we'll hold and then real calm real stoic straight stare and edward's like we need to attack and alfred turns to him and he goes then make a decision you can either breach or you can hold and it just like I see what he's doing here. He's trying to make Edward do the kingly thing here and mm-hmm. make the call. Because this is Edward's promise, not yes. Alfred's promise. Alfred doesn't even want to be there. This mm-hmm. was not what Alfred wanted to do. That's where the, the show kind of ends right there. That episode ends right there with Edward like looking forward. We don't remember it like that because I think we were so pumped up that when it came to the credits, just like hit play, let's go to the next one. Like <laughs> I so, so fast. Pu- I'm pumped up right now. And we're just talking about it. <laughs> we hit it so fast that we're already into the next episode. So when we went back and remembered it, this all happened in one episode. Yeah. And so then let's just finish the scene then. And we'll go yeah. back to our best moment, best promo from that yes. episode then. Absolutely. And so Edward has had it. And he like, he lifts his sword out and this, this was brilliant how they did this. And he says, for Wessex and stay looking at Alfred because Edward's not in charge of the men. Alfred's in charge of the men. And Alfred does a quick little nod. Like, yes, it's okay. This is what I wanted to happen. You know, mm-hmm. he gives the permission to stay So then stay is like, yeah, how, how brilliant was that dude? Oh my God. That, that whole scene was so well done. I mean, it's, it's really like, like I said, I'm, the reason I like the show so much and I really love the show in, or for multiple reasons, but one of the things I really like was Uhtred. And obviously the, the story is supposed to be about Uhtred. It's, it's mostly kind of told from his point of view. We see, you know, people that, he would perceive as being real pious as being pious he sees people as who we perceive as being fun is fun even though they're they're vikings and they're probably murderers and evil people you know i mean like it's it's really kind of told through his eyes but then we also get all these moments we talk in the end of season two when we had this like love story that we like and we're not yeah. we're not like we're not crazy that. like notebook guys or anything like that it was just so freaking well done yeah, the and, notebook's a good movie. Oh, okay then. Well, I've I've never seen it. So <laughs> but um and then like in this, like I was not expecting such a great this season, mm. I was not expecting such a great Alfred Edwards sort of like coming to kingdom sort of story. And I I really hope that this continues into season four. I'm sure it will, with the shots that we've seen of Edward. Yeah. Alfred's son. Um, from season four that i'm sure there's gonna be some more you know earning his stripes i guess to say uh sort of thing and so like these all of these moments are just like crazy and all the all the alfred like determination moments are just so good like you said he he says charge everyone's like for wessex then after alfred gives just it's a quick it's quick thing quick, if yeah. you would have looked down to look at your phone or something you would have missed this yeah and it's just but it's i mean it's done perfectly and then so they go out they charge 
and the the tide of the battle starts to change but meanwhile Uhtred and his gang has been just getting just they're getting they're getting crushed bullied i mean like yeah Uhtred's lost uh his main sword serpent breath somewhere he's just like down to his knife fighting like in the mud sort of just wrestling yeah. and stabbing guys when he can yeah and it's just like a real it's a real awesome scene and then really cool scene. he he then he finally their army's coming so now he's like this is my chance then to go get skate he makes a beeline for skate and he is just wrecking house i mean killing people with just a knife and in the mud and like fighting around it's just so well done oh the and scene then, when by the way <laughs> When when um, Edward's charging with the army, there's like a like one of the Viking guys just like, and it just shows like um, Utra grabbing his hair. And just like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. When they they come out of the forest, like yeah, like because they didn't see them there, and he's just standing there, yeah, looking, and just Utra <laughs> right behind just slits oh, his throat, man. and then he's like, <laughs> oh, but no one man. slits Utra's throat. But after that, amazing. But anyway, he's he's on a beeline for Skade, and Skade actually sees then that the the tides are changing, and that Utrecht's coming for her, and she's like, Heston's gonna lose again, so I'm gonna abandon Heston now too, and so yeah. she actually starts riding towards him, but Heston just knocks her out, knocks her, throws out, yeah. her on the horse, and he he does what he does best, he ran away Runs again, away. <laughs> just like Utrecht said, and uh, so, so he does, they, and. Yeah, they they don't show the end of the battle, but it's it's pretty clear that they end up wiping them out then. And yeah, I think they end up showing that they they're they're taking the rest of them as prisoners, right? Yeah. And um, yeah. So anyway, let's pause there for a second. Let's go back to our bro moments from episode five. Yes. Um, because again, it's just hard not to talk about that whole scene in one one breath because, man, it's just one of the best scenes in the show. I think that's one of the nice things about the show now being on Netflix. There's a few of those like cliffhanger moments that if you did have to end it for a week or whatever, yeah, it would, you would still, I get guess, get that satisfaction. But you know, when you're binging it, like it's like you, it just lets you like next one now, please. And yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking uh, one of the episodes, it might not be in these three we talk about, but there's a scene in one of the episodes where Uhtred and Alfred sort of reunite, but they don't really speak yet. And it's, it's, an, it's like right at the end of the episode, but yeah. then you've immediately gotten to get in the next one after how yeah. they end it, you know? Absolutely. So, so anyway, back to uh, episode five then. Bro moments. What's your bro moment, dude? So I, I, had, a, I had a toss up between, there's a moment where uh, Bianca sees Uhtred and he says he prays for him all the time. Uh, sort of like they're when they're reuniting in that episode and i always love a biaka moment um you know but i i also really liked finnan before the fight even when they're having this this like little when they get circled up finnan's yeah. like my sword is going up your arse to <laughs> to to uh heston and just yeah. like continuously taunting like anytime heston would say something finnan had to reply yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a toss up between that since Finnan has had, I think every other of my bro moments, I'm gonna have to give this to Bianca. To Bianca. Okay. Yeah. Mine would be El, uh, Edward seeking out Uhtred and supporting Uhtred. Oh yeah. I think that kind of stems from 
Edward, I mean, Uchra was a big part, I think, of Edward's childhood, like helping him train and stuff. And Ethelflaed and Edward have always had this this um, love for Uhtred, him going behind his dad's back and um, and seeking him out because I think he he knows Uhtred. I think he trusts Uhtred and he knows Uhtred smart. And to do that, that was pretty. That was a pretty good bro moment, I think. Yeah, was Edward too the one the 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 child from season one that Uhtred saved with Eastlet? Yeah, was that him? Yeah. So I mean, yeah. he he's he owes Uhtred then, right? He does. Yeah. So that's so. yeah, good bro moment then. Uh, and I think um, best moment. I think we're both thinking the Alfred moment, right? Yeah. Well, which one? The sword lifting the sword. Yeah, when he's it's got the be sword. That. It's got to be that. Him and the sword and everyone out there. Uh, yeah. chanting long live the king and just him just shaking holding that sword but still riding out in the battle uh, he chills oh my god um and just i mean along with that too i would i would even say that shot that like because we, we were seeing the battle i remember the first time we saw that and we they just pan and then all of a sudden we start to see a guy and then we see them just standing there in the woods like i remember just like just both of us just like, oh my God. When that, just when the that whole happened. sequence with um, Alfred and, um, and Edward. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, if I had to pick out of those, uh, okay. If I had to pick out of those, I'm going to have to pick Alfred when he's, when he's, you know, trying to egg on his son. I'm going to, that's my final, my final Me decision. Too. Me too. Me too. But those are, they're all really close. Uh, what, a, what an episode. Also, what? honorable mention to Uhtred taunting Heston because yes. that, that was also That's a classic Uhtred scene, so good. <laughs> good. Okay, so we already started episode six. Um, just to kind of give a further um, synopsis, Heston heads back to the Danes. He's defeated. Um, there's some fighting words between Bloodhair and Heston because Heston's still claiming Skade. Um, oh, Osforth got hurt in the battle. We'll talk about that in a second, too. Canute has a plan to get Ethelwald to convince some Saxons to join them because he thinks that they can do that. There's a cool scene, a little bit more bonding with Edward and Alfred that we'll talk about. And then we have a really awesome Breed Uhtred side quest that um, you got to love Breed and Uhtred quest, right? Oh, yeah. Brings it right back to the original um, Last Kingdom days. Classic. So cool. So let's dive into the details. Again, we are, so we already talked about the battle. They, they take these prisoners, but we have this scene. Osferth got hurt in battle. <laughs> I love this scene. And of course, he's one of the you know, main Uhtred bros. So mm-hmm. uh, he's in bed. Finnan is like at his side. Citrix there. And then Uhtred comes up. And Osferth's like awake. And he's like, am I dying? Am I going to die? I, this, is, this is already like my bro moment where I think he also asks, like, did I kill anyone? I hope I didn't kill anyone. And Uhtred's like, you gave many a sore head. You know, <laughs> yeah. just, he had a club. And then he's like, am I going to die, Lord? And he's like, no, I forbid it. <laughs> I love that. And then Finnan's like, no, you better not die, because if you die, I'll kill you myself. <laughs> Which makes no sense. <laughs> I guess realistically, yeah. I mean, you, I mean if you're less you a zombie. You can't do that, Finnan. Finnan doesn't understand these things, though, you know? <laughs> no. no, that is... I'm going to have to go with you. I'm already with you. This is the a great... This is my bromant from the episode. Yeah. Is, is just the bros and Osferth there. 
yeah. uh, when he's injured, how they're talking. It's really, it's really cool to see. Also, too, during this moment, Citric attributes what's happening to Osforth to Skate. And he says, yes. he makes a comment to Uhtred about the curse. And, he's, and Uhtred's like, the curse is just on me. Citric's like, the Skate, or not the Skate, the curse touches all of us. Yeah. And it's, it's really sort of the, the first step in what appears to be Citric going to betray Uhtred. Or at least go against Uhtred and the first seeds. And it's it's really uncharacteristic. You know, like what I said earlier is the bros are normally really good. Yeah. They're really tight. There's there's no complaints in the group, which is what I really like. Right. There's they don't there's no like forced drama. I mean, every now and then they'll just they'll disagree. Like Uhtred's doing a thing and they say, Uhtred, you need to do this, or someone is you know forgets who they are Uhtred needs to remind them something to that effect and but this is like the first time there's any sort of like discord between the the guys you know what i mean so Absolutely. it is it, it's weird it's a strange yeah it is weird there's some tension growing that's going to become important in a little bit yeah so there's actually a scene where um Uhtred and alfred they go back to um now they're at bianfliat right yeah, they're up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Uhtred and Alfred actually talk, and they kind of have uh, spit spit fire at each other a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Uhtred's like, you know, you're bl- you know, by blaming me, you're discrediting an awesome thing your son just did. You know what yeah. I mean? Come on, give him credit for what he did. He did a good thing. This wasn't for me. This was he made a decision for Wessex by doing that. And I think Alfred knows that, but like Alfred, he needs to. He's still mad at Uhtred. So I, I do kind of question because Uhtred, his initial reason for going there and trying to get these men was to go to Heston so he could get Skate to end the curse because of what happened to Ragnar. So I do kind of question what we're entirely... We do know he cares about Wessex, though, because that's the reason he the didn't Uhtred? march. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. I'm talking about Edward's decision. No, yeah, but I'm saying Uhtred, though. Yeah. You know, I was kind of questioning at this moment, though, too. This time that I watched it, I was I was wondering, was he being manipulative, though, of Uch, uh, of Edward? True, because it's that's what possible. Alfred is saying. But we do know that Uhtred he does care about Wessex. That he does care. He cares about Edward, and he, you know? he cares about Edward too. He saved him as a baby. So and, I mean, Uhtred had such a role in building Wessex and exactly. what it is, you know. So I, he, I think he could have had a chance to march with the Danes on yeah. at Wessex if he wanted to. Yeah, so, could have, and he, yeah, and he did and not. He didn't. So, so I, I don't think it's entirely manipulation. I think he just saw an opportunity where he could get both sides happy. Absolutely. But Alfred. So anyway, manipulation. Yeah. So they have a little exchange at the end where, like, Alfred's like, and he's like. He's like, you can go, you could even, you just can't come to Wessex. You can go to Bebenbur if you want, but guess what? You know, those lands are as far as ever. And then Udred's like, yeah, well, so is England. And Alfred's like, ooh, got me. You got me. Good one. You got me. <laughs> ooh, that's a good little exchange. It's a great exchange between them. Um, and so, obviously, Uhtred, um, this, this is important. Uhtred's not allowed in Wessex. He's an outlaw in Wessex. Anywhere else you can go, that will become important later. I don't think we'll talk about it today, but cut to the Danes. Heston comes back defeated, and he tells them, guess what? Alfred's not dead. And they're like, yes, he is. We heard it on um, the Huff Post today. On the Huff Post, you know, he's <laughs> dead. <laughs> he's like, no, he's not. And half my men are dead, you know. 
he's upset. Bloodhair says something about Skade and, and Heston's like, I'm not losing anything else today. She's mine. So we know something's going to happen between them. And mm-hmm. so now there's a kind of a di- division between the Danes and actually uh, Canute comes in, try to settle them down, you know, and, and tries to be like, come on, like we're, we need each other if we're going to do this, you know? Yeah. That and, is one thing about Canute, even though he was, you know, the catalyst for Ragnar's death, he is still, it's, he does, I think, actually care about the Dane people as a whole and the success of their army. He's very intelligent. He is. He's just not trustworthy at all. No. <laughs> no. I think Ethelwald thinks that him and Canute are like best friends now because Canute like told him to do, to kill Ragnar and, and um, he did it. So I think Ethelwald thinks like that Canute's going to trust him now. And he's like in the clear with him. Yeah. And Ethelwald comes in and is like, so wait a minute, Uhtred's with Alfred now? Now, like we don't stand a chance. <laughs> like, uh, and Canute pretty much like tells him, stop talking. Like, mm-hmm. don't say another word or I'll kill you or something. And it's like, oh, Canute's like kind of turning on Ethelwald now. Mm-hmm. So we just see some tension grow. Uhtred heads back to Ethelflood's place um, with the captains, or the captives, I'm sorry, um, which are Heston's men. Um, and one of them, important one, is Dagfin. So he's kind of the recognizable one here that we see. And Uhtred's like, Uhtred's good to the prisoners. I mean, he, he makes them sleep in the, in the pens, but the pig pens but he like he, he feeds makes, them he, yeah he lets them eat in the ethel fled's hall there at yeah. uh si, what do we say sit flick sitwick i don't know saltwick saltwick so oh. then utred's there and they've got all the danes in the hall eating dinner there and utred says he's gonna go check on ragnar and then citric just starts to throw a fit or he, he makes like a real you know, slight comment to Uhtred. And then Uhtred's like, you have something to say to me, Citric? And Citric, you know, stands up and pretty much tells him, you're having us march here and there, and I'm not having, I can't see my wife. We're all like, we've all got your curse, blah, blah, blah. And Uhtred's like, tells him like, you can leave then. And Finnan's yeah. just like, like, what the Dude, heck is going on? on? Stop. He's like trying to tell Citric to stop talking because like yeah. Citric, so Finnan's, yeah, Finnan's like really worried. He's like, this is, this, is, this is our bro group. We can't break up the bro group. Yeah. We can do anything, but not the bro group. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they not, fight. Yeah. And, and when Dagfin, we're watching this, it just feels terrible. Like, it's just like, what, what's going on here, man? Dagfin's watching this like, like we watched Infinity War or something. He's just like, he's just popping popcorn in his mouth. <laughs> he's enjoying it. So, Uhtred ultimately tells Citric, like, Here's the deal. Because because Citric was like, let's fight. Let's do this. Let's make the square. Yeah. And Uhtred's like, how about this? Like, I got to go do my thing and see Ragnar. You, when I get back, you better be gone or I will kill you. That's what he says. And then Uhtred leaves and Finnan's like, dude, why did you do that, man? You crazy. And we're like, come on, not, don't break up the bros. We are yeah. freaking out right now. We're like, mm-hmm. no, not Citric. Yeah. I mean, it, it, we were like, what is going on here? Like, this is another reason, too. The first time I watched this season, I was kind of frustrated with it because yeah. I was just like, why are they like making all this like unnecessary drama uh, between the group? So then later, then that night after Uhtred leaves, uh, Citric goes down then to where they have all the Danes held. And he basically, you know, goes to Dagfin and says, 
you know, I want to leave Uhtred. He's lost his mind. He's going crazy. He's cursed. Like, let, I'm a Dane. Let's go back to the Danes. So Dagfin then, he lets Dagfin out, and they ride back to the Danes end. Yeah. And he's just like, what is going on? It's just, uh, man. It's like, that's a bro. It's, it's like an anti-bro moment right there. What is going on? Anti-bro moment, which turns out to be, uh, dare I say, one of the best bro moments of the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. Okay, so skipping ahead. Yeah. So let's just say it now because I'm yeah, sure really, anybody listening to this has already seen the show. Yeah. That Citric was doing this all. Um, it was all planned. Uhtred, I want to know when Uhtred and Citric sat down before they had that fight and was like, Uhtred's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. All right, let's, let's right. practice. Let's rehearse our lines. You say something bad about my mom and I'll, you know, <laughs> it's like, they're just like, he's like, I'll walk toward the door and then you just say something and I'll come back. You, let's you make sure we hit fight. our marks. I'll be like, yeah. He's like, don't start laughing. Like, Finnan's going to know. And also, you know, not only is this going to be good because you'll go spy on them, but we'll, we'll get a good joke on Finn in here too. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, but uh, I mean, the first time we saw us, I was like, what is going on here? We were like, so frustrated. But uh, yeah, it, it turns out it was a, a big old gotcha. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it, that had purpose. Yeah, it was too. Because then now they've gained Dagfin's trust, right? Yes, they've gained Dagfin. So now Citra can sit in on the Dane camp yeah. and uh, do what he does best, spy on the Danes for Uhtred. Citric's an awesome spy. Are you yeah. kidding me? Citric's an awesome spy. So Great bro, great bro. So, but um, in yeah. this episode, it seems real anti-bro. Yeah, it's frustrating. We're, we're pretty upset about it. Yeah. Goes back to the Dane camp. Canute is telling Ethelwald to go and get a Saxon army. And he just says at the, the dinner table, like, that he killed Ragnar. And yeah. all the other Danes are like, what did you just say? Yeah, Bloodhair, Heston, Canute, Ethelwald are all sitting at the, like you said, the dinner table at night. Ethelwald's like, how am I supposed to kill Uhtred? Because that's what Canute says. Yeah. He says, you go back to Wessex. Yes. Uh, get an army and then kill Uhtred too. And he's like, so, like, how is that supposed to work? How am I supposed to kill Uhtred? And he's like, the same way you killed Ragnar in his sleep. And just everyone just kind of like looks up like, like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> and and Ethelwald's like, uh, Lord, no, no, you're wrong. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. She's like, oh, you're, that's a good joke, buddy. Good joke. <laughs> this is like, you know, so it's Canute's pretty, totally turned on Ethelwald here. Canute used Ethelwald as a means to an end, really. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And now Ethelwald has filled his purpose. Canute's in charge of the Danes. He, he, he doesn't need him anymore. He's a Saxon. Yeah. Yeah, so he, ma- he makes him leave. He tells him he has to go back to Wessex. And, yeah. And Ethelwald just like, like, if I go back there, they're all going to know I'm a traitor. Like, I was not even trying to hide how much of a traitor I was. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. And then... Um, we have a pretty cool scene after that. Yeah. Edward and Alfred. And Edward comes in to actually apologize. Says, you know, I don't regret what I did. But I do recognize that I shouldn't have done it. It was against your wishes. It was not my place. And, you know, he said, pretty much says, I think it was the right thing to do. But, you know, I wasn't in a position to act. And um, Alfred says, like, you 
took my men and gave them to a traitor. And then Edward's like, well, when you say it like that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> then um, Alfred's kind of going off like on him a little bit. Yeah, like he's... you did all these things wrong. And then he goes, that's what a king would do. Yeah. And Edward's like, oh. He said, yeah, what, what you did wasn't what an ethling would do. Yes. Is what a king would do. And like, Aylesworth is there too. And she's just like, like, oh my gosh, I wish I had a, our portrait right now. I wish I could get a portrait. You know? <laughs> I know. You can tell she's just standing there like so proud, you know, that mm-hmm. her, her husband and her son are having this experience. And yeah. It's a real cool little family scene there, you know. It is, yeah. It was a really good family scene there with Aylesworth. Yes. Edward, Alfred. Like, like I said, I was not expecting such like good Edward, Alfred moments um, from this season. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's another, well, it's a smaller one than the one we had at the, at the beginning of this episode and the end of the last one. Yeah. But still really good. Yeah. But Edward finally gets some validation, you know? Yes. So it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. Then after that, then we see Alfred and Biak are together then in church as they normally hang out there in their free time. And Alfred's like, you know, Uhtred, he kicked the king and he had a, held a knife to the king's throat. Like, no matter what, he's got to remain an outlaw or like anyone can do anything. Yeah. But I know I'm going to die. So maybe after that, he'll be pardoned and that will mean he can serve Edward. Doesn't that sound good? <laughs> and and, uh, and you're just like, okay, Alfred. Okay. Right. Yeah, I see how you're thinking. And I mean, it, I mean, it makes sense because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with him. Yeah. Uhtred gets away with a lot, you know, and he's, yeah. he's gotten away with a lot, you know, from bringing swords into church to, you know, kneeing a king right in the chest. <laughs> Yeah. And He's done some stuff, there's no doubt. For a bunch slapping. of priests have been killed. Killed a couple <laughs> priests in churches or, or in front of the king or whatever. So yeah. So <laughs> so it makes sense, you know, that finally when you actually yeah. hit the king, there you should have some sort of retaliation. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's to stop, you know, Joe Schmo from coming in and being like, My taxes are too high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So then we, we get to have this awesome side quest. Okay, so Uhtred goes to Ragnar's gravesite and Brita's already there. She's mm-hmm. been there. And, you know, she's still kind of mad at Uhtred. She's still, you know, but at the same time, you know, Uhtred it's, does belong there. So Yeah. She's, like you said, she's initially mad at him, not only just for abandoning Ragnar this time, but just yeah. the fact that back in season one, he stayed with the Saxons. He stayed with Alfred. Yeah. And in her eyes, she he has just constantly betrayed her for the yeah. Saxons who aren't fun. They're they're really annoying people and you Pretty know Pretty much betraying family for Yeah. Yeah. And I remember the first like time we, we watched through this, maybe even the second time, I was always like, Brita, why are you being so annoying? Why can't you see? You know, like <laughs> like but I this time when I you know was watching through I, I really noticed like how you could perceive Uhtred as being really selfish and like, why yeah. would you stay his friend? You know, when he keeps bailing on you, you know what I mean? True, 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 true. So anyway, they're talking and, and Uhtred, um, you know, about how Ragnar's in Niflheim 
So by the way, just a little um, Nordic mythology check. Niflheim is like a realm where if you don't die a warrior's death, that's where you go in the afterlife. And it's an icy cold place compared to Muselheim, which is like the fiery place, like kind of their hell, right? Yeah, Niflheim's that like basically ice. hell. Yeah, but it's 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 like ice and cold. Yeah, is how they imagine it. Mm -hmm. Um, so just a little um Nordic mythology check there. Yeah, you play um, the new God of War. You can go there. You, you can know? actually go there and see what it's like. Yeah, yeah. If you want to yeah. take a little tour, tour. Yeah, see some lost souls. It's yes. it's 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 really cool. Um, just the the ideas that they have and. Uh, it's it's really you know fun to hear that from this side quest then too how they have to go from Niflheim yes. and they want to get Ragnar to Valhalla. So they don't know this though yet. Yes, they need to figure this out, and they're they like, need to figure out how to do. Like, that. there's got to be a way, to, w w something we can do. And Uhtred actually is like, you remember story? Remember story from season one, Abba's man. So this is something nobody talks about. Okay. And we'll talk, I'll talk about this in a second. So they, they go and they decide to go find Story. And they go on a quest, Brita and Uhtred, and they're traveling and they come to this town. And here's Story looking pretty, you know, raggedy and doing some street stuff, right? And no, nobody ever thinks about how when Uhtred kills a chieftain, um, how does that affect his workers? I mean, <laughs> look at the, here's a character who was like second tier person uh, maybe top tier kind of class of the viking culture and diminished down to a shack you know he was advising know. basically the the viking equivalent of like a king and now he's just getting scraps off the street you know it's just oh it's horrible to see so nobody thinks about this about how it the, affects the workers and, and yeah <laughs> the economy you know i mean it's economy it's uh, it's falling on hard times when you kill the chieftain but anyway, <laughs> so yeah, there's Story, a, a character we haven't seen in a long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, they follow him to his hut. And they go in and he's like, you know, there's a little bit of banter back and forth. And he's like, Uhtred Ragnason, I remember you. And he's like, I remember you too. <laughs> he's like, you shamed me with a branch. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he like, tells Uhtred, he's like, you will keep her away from my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and Brita's like, oh, I'm not sure if I can agree to that. And which is like, yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> yeah. So they, they explain to him about what happened and trying to figure out what they need. And story actually tries to escape. He's like, I have something from the other room. <laughs> and he crawls out. And of course, like they pick up on it. They don't let him leave and they go back in. And that is like, um, it's kind of like a nice conversation or a nicer conversation where, Story's goofing around with him a little bit because he like drink something <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's, I just drank something that's going to kill me. And they're yeah. like, he's like, I'm just messing with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that Viking sense of humor. Oh yeah. Gotta love it. He does have a vision. Like by drinking that, there is a way and the way to save Ragnar and send him to Valhalla from Niflheim is to kill whoever killed Ragnar with Ragnar's blood, wedded, with the blade wetted in, in Ragnar's blood. But Ragnar's been dead for a while, so they're like, so how are we going to do that? Because his blood's all coagulated now. And he's like, well, maybe the blood of his blood, you know, someone related to him. And they're like, oh, Tara. And he's like, yeah. there you go. You guys got it figured out. Yeah. 
And I think Uhtred tries to ask him about the, how to end a curse, too, because of the, the whole skate thing going on. He's like, well, we're here. Brita's like, ah, why don't you go look over there real quick, Uhtred? And she just, like, instantly goes up behind Story. And this time, she doesn't stick anything up his ass. Yeah. She starts to just choke him to death. Yeah. And Uhtred's like, hey, hey, hey. And he starts coming over. She's like, no, don't. And just yeah. keeps choking. And Uhtred's like, I don't know. Like, I kind of want to stop you, but you said don't. <laughs> and, like, and Uhtred's thinking, like, I need to know how to kill a curse. Yeah. Well, turns out that Brita was cursed. And we found us out a little bit earlier. Oh, and I, you know, we didn't talk about a scene that on the way to find story they had. And they're talking. Brita explains how she was cursed. Yes. Um, and that's at the time Uhtred also explains why he did not join Ragnar and her after um, his slavery. Mm-hmm. And because of the um, Alfred, like said he would kill Ragnar, or Uhtred had to swear his service, but he never told them that earlier. And Brita actually like is like, oh, and understands him, you know? Yeah. And she. That was a really good moment. They're yeah. at a campfire, sitting together, and they're they're. She's been pretty much resenting him this whole time, and then, but then he. She says, she makes a comment like, oh, you went back to Alfred. You know, you're a little twerp for going back yeah. to Alfred. And he says, you know, it wasn't my choice. I had to. Yeah. She's like, yeah, right. And, he's, and he tells her the whole story about how when Ragnar saved him from slavery, yeah. they rode off to save Gisla. He killed the priest who was abusing Gisla in a church. And Brita, by the way, is like, good. And... Yeah. <laughs> and and then he tells her how, because of that, Alfred was going to hold Ragnar responsible unless Uhtred swore his sword to Alfred. Yeah. And so then she's just like, like you said, she's real understanding. She opens in too. She opens up that she was cursed by Story. And that's why the, the last child she had was with Uhtred, that miscarriage she had yeah. back in season one before she left with Ragnar. Yeah. And, uh, we didn't know at that time that she had been cursed. No, we did not. But that's apparently why she's been barren uh, since then, is yeah. because she was cursed by a story. And that's why he ended up getting a stick up his butt and put yeah. naked on a horse. <laughs> Rita, by killing him there, she actually has known how to kill a curse. Yes. You got to find the person who put the curse on you and you have to kill them without breaking the skin. And so that's why she strangles him. And, and then she tells Uhtred this. It's good to know. <laughs> you know. So Uhtred's found out two answers that he did not know. How do you kill a curse? And how can we save Ragnar? So really key episode here. And then um, they end up parting ways. Um, and there's a moment too where Can- some of Canute's guys try to kill Uhtred. I think this happened a little bit earlier. Yeah, it was like at the beginning of their quest, even before yeah. the, the the camping they had. Yeah, but Brita like put Uhtred under her protection. And actually, she she says, I'm the one who deserves to kill him. He's mine to kill. Mm-hmm. Not, not yours. Like, if anyone's going to kill him, it's going to be me. <laughs> she tells Canute's men, then, you know, let me be. Tell Canute then he can have my men if we're allowed to, you know, go on our little side quest here. Yeah. And that means... And she, there, the Canute and Brita talk that she, when she says, you can have my men, it means 
you can do the horizontal tango with me. And so Canute's been all about doing the horizontal tango with Brita <laughs> since the, the first time we saw them on the hill together. And he's like, I want to late with you, Brita. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just outright it, says it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> <laughs> you get it? You get, get it? You get what I'm saying? <laughs> And then they, they part ways at the part end of the ways, episode. Yeah. And Brita still says, though, if I see you on the battlefield, though, I'll kill you, even though we had a bunch of heart-to-heart. But Uhtred's like, that doesn't mean you don't love me. Yeah. <laughs> and really, really good one. It's uh, a good real, episode, yeah. Real, real cool moment. Um, that's probably my best moment. Uh, it, it, it was a toss-up between Uhtred kicking that ass in the mud at the, the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Right after Edward's charge. I'm counting Edward's charge and everything into episode five. I guess. Yeah. You I mean, know what I mean? Even though it's yeah. really in this. <laughs> uh, but I really like the Brita and Uhtred moment where they're sitting there at the fire. Yeah. Uh, just a beautiful moment. Having a hard heart because they have been sort of resenting each other. Uh, or really Brita resenting Uhtred yeah. on and off since, you know, halfway through season one. Yeah. And so it was really good to see them again. And they even like remember back to the time that they were at Efferwick, Efferwich. Um, Efferwich, yeah. Yeah, after the, the battle where Uhtred and Brita were captured by the Danes and they yeah. were sitting on the steps together as little little kids. And it was, it was just really cool moments and that they both let out these things and emotions and opened up to each other. It was, it was really good to see them together again. That's probably my favorite moment from the episode. Absolutely. I think mine, mine has got, I liked, I kind of liked the scene with story. I think it was a fun scene. Yeah. So it's probably my favorite and it just kind of brought back memories from season one. So I like that a lot. Yeah. But um, favorite bro moment. I think we already said that it was. Yeah, we uh, did. Yeah, Finn in with Osforth. Yeah. Yes. But Finn is also trying to be a bro when he tries to calm him down when they're yeah, Citric when... and Uhtred are fighting. So. Just like what? No, no, <laughs> no, we're bros. Yeah. All right. So we got one more episode today. Yeah, one more for this. Uh, this talk, we'll do a brief synopsis of episode seven here, then we'll get into the details. This one starts out, or this one is Utred. Then now that he knows how to kill the curse, his plan is to get skayed. So then that's really where he starts out. He ends up actually a messenger tries to come and kill Uhtred from Ethelwald. And he ends up sending a message yeah. back uh, from this guy who was sent to kill them to the Danes. And this also kind of helps get the Danes a little more anxious besides the fact they've already be, been sort of infighting between each other uh, over Skade, uh, just who has power. Now Alfred's back like there's just a big dynamic and like they said in episodes before no one thought this army was going to hold and it's it's already starting to this army's already starting to kind of come undone yeah edward's betrothed uh l l l fled l fled i think so f f, f, f fled i forget l fled that happens i think they yeah they then they are set they to get, get to have a walk. In the next one yeah yeah they take a little walk together uh, Aethelwald goes back to Winchester and gets punished. Uh, Uhtred and gang, they stop by a little town and cause a big ruckus. 
and that kind of helps get away some of the Danes from the camp. And then they get to the Dane camp and actually reunite with Citric and get scathed. And so that's the sort of synopsis right. yeah. to that one there. Yeah. So if we just jump right in, um, yeah. Uhtred goes back to Ethel Flood's crib and uh, he has a plan to go get scathed from the Danes. And then Ethel fled and Uhtred go on a little walk in the woods together. Yeah. She orders him. She's like, you will walk with me now. But she like says it like, yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> so they're walking and Uhtred hears something. He's like, let's go. And it's Ethelwald's men who he had sent to kill Uhtred. And they're like, he's gone. Like he's gone just like that. He disappeared. And that's just another reason why Uhtred is similar to Batman. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I've never seen Uhtred and Batman in the same room. I've never seen them in the same room together ever. So, I know. Just I'll saying. You make your own conclusion on that one. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uhtred just like comes out and um, he does like an aerial attack from a yeah. tree onto <laughs> a guy. By the way, Ethelfled is like, like going like full Navy SEAL too, like with yeah, a knife. She That's like not, sneaks up. How Ethelflaed's also a warrior too. Okay? <laughs> yeah, there's there's like a guy like walking on a ledge, and she like pulls him down and just like yeah. slits his. Th- it was like a great like stealth kill on her part, you know. Great, she's awesome. Yeah. And, I can't and it's just like she's like in season four. Oof, I know. She's gonna I, be great. And it's just like now I'm like, all right, you need to get with Uhtred now because you guys Come are alone. You guys would be perfect. You might perfect. be more perfect than Gisela and Uhtred. That's, tough, though. that's yet to be seen maybe in season four they'll do that but right now she's at least the next best thing yeah Alpha is his name Ethelwald's man they capture him after after this assault and they talk to him and he's like Alpha's like I'll be the, I'll be honest with you guys like I was here to kill you like but I kind of was deceived by Ethelwald I didn't know we we're going to the Danes well, you know they, I wouldn't have done it down they set him down in front of like some fire like they're going to torture yeah. him and he's like yeah. I'll talk like I'll talk. before they do anything <laughs> and Uhtred says you know you'll go and you'll tell the Danes that I will come and as a shadow walker you know yeah. I'll kill them you know just as just as they as Ragnar was killed you know mm-hmm. and that's, um, that's uh that's something they they never explained in the the first season is Uhtred's like obsession with being a shadow walker or a shady yeah. gangan is what they they call it in the book and Uhtred heard these stories about these shady gangan yeah. in the woods when he was growing up with the Danes and how they would stalk through the night silently with their prey. And that's why we always see like Uhtred going on these like stealth missions yeah. at, in the night and stuff. Like even in season one, we would see him like going through the stealth mission to Ubba's camp, things like that. And he Absolutely. would, and they always like, anytime he would go on these stealth missions in his head, he'd always think about the shady gang and yeah. how he was like one of the, the shadow walkers, one of the that's night awesome. children. That's an so, awesome, that's an awesome aspect. I'm hoping if they do do flashbacks in season four, we can get like some, some like hinting at that because that'd be yeah, great to see awesome. that, that part of young Uhtred. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, Uhtred was told by Finn like, you know, listen, the men are kind of worried about like that. They blame you for Citric leaving and everything. And they're worried about, about you as a leader. Uhtred makes an awesome speech here to the men. And Ethelflaed, they show shot at Ethelflaed. She's like in love with Uhtred. Oh my God. Speech. 
he might as well just be like dripping in chocolate chocolate syrup right now because <laughs> she's looking at him like a snack. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, find yourself someone who looks at you like Ethel Flood looks at Uhtred. I'm just all yeah. I'm saying. But um, you get in the the main point of his speech is that it's the thing we all want: reputation. And when when he says that, Finnan like you can tell Finnan got goosebumps. He like looks, and they show the faces of the men, and they're all getting like pumped up. You can tell, mm. and they're all like getting yeah. This guy's Uhtred's still the man, you know. And Uhtred's like, I understand, you know, if you guys don't want to stand with me, then then you can leave and stuff. But they all stand up and they're with him. Oh my God, yeah. And he says, I will die to protect each die. and every one of you. And you know he means it. And you know he means it because he is a fucking bro. I just got goosebumps. Uhtred again. is a bro. He's a bro. <laughs> He's a bro. Oh, I love it. I love it. So <laughs> they cut then to Ethelred and Ethel fled yeah. back then because Uhtred then leaves with his crew. Osforth, too. He's on the men's. It was great to see him get up and he's like, Oh, you think you guys are leaving without me? And they're all like, Oh, Osforth. All right. Osforth is now carrying a sword instead of a club. No one really mentions this or comments on it, but he's carrying a sword now instead of a club. And, but anyway, so they leave. Eventually, Ethel Fled is back then with Ethel Red. Yeah. And, uh, actually, when Ethelred then is on the way there, he mentions to Aldhelm, like, I want you to gain my wife's trust, learn, you know, sort of befriend her. And that way, then, like, when we betray her, like, you can do it or like, yeah. you'll be close to her and I can know her ways or whatever. But, but Aldhelm's Aldhelm, caught feels. Aldhelm's caught, caught feels. He actually, he genuinely likes Ethel Fled. So, like, they're having, like, a real tense dinner scene. And I remember, like, at one point, like, her and her husband are, like, kind of fighting. And then he's like, I'm not hungry anymore. I'm going to go vomit. And, like, <laughs> just gets up to the leaves. And Aldham's like, so I'm supposed to be your friend now. <laughs> <laughs> and Nathan Fled's like, okay, we can be friends, you know. So. But that's, that's, like, his new little side mission there. Is yeah. That, you know, he's supposed to be friends with her, but he's already friends with her. He's, you know, he's telling her, you know, Ethel Red's evil plans all the time right now. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So then Offa goes back, tells the Danes what he was told to tell them. And you can tell this like upsets the Danes because let's face it, Uhtred's proven himself that he can do some pretty crazy stuff. We see Citric with the, with the Danes. Um, and then finally, Canute gets his wish and beds Brita. Oh, yeah. Also, we we hear too when they're sitting around the fire there, Citric and uh, the the leaders, Bloodhair, Hastin, and Skade's there now again too. We hear that like when Brita leaves, uh, they they mention something about like Canute has a wife, I guess, overseas, and you're like, <laughs> I bet you don't want your wife to know, and they'll yeah. just kind of like laugh, and he's just kind of like, mm, don't say anything. <laughs> yeah. So, Canute's Canute's doing a lot of bad things here. He is. Um, and then Heston and Bloodhair finally make the square. Yeah, they've been kind of going at each other ever since Heston came back with Skade because Bloodhair is whipped by yeah. Skade like 
crazy hard. Crazy whipped. Crazy that's whipped. Like, that's all he thinks about. That's why he never became a great Viking to me. Is he, he has no other interests than her for me. Like it's, yeah. he, he, it seemed like he wanted to you know, kill Alfred and all that. And he had visions. She had visions about that. It was a really cool vision when he like knocks down Alfred's horse and then kills Alfred on a battlefield. But yeah. he never really seems like that's like he has any other drive than getting skated back this whole season. Yeah. Seriously. Blood hairs visited by skade before this fight. And she like does the thing. She makes him think that, that uh, she's on his side mm. and she like makes him drink the blood. Right. Yeah. But it's got something else in it. So this is why you shouldn't drink blood kids. So don't just drink any blood that you see yeah at least test it for poison yeah weird lady comes up tries to give you blood don't don't just take it <laughs> come on take it use your common sense it's um, so weird too like how like it's like a weird arousal thing for him too he's like oh yeah oh give me blood. he's whipped he's oh, whipped <sighs> <laughs> everyone's got their thing man don't judge don't judge yes. blood hair here come on <laughs> We don't judge. <laughs> You're right. Where we are no, we're a judgment-free Dane zone here. You know, that's, that's my fault. We only judge Saxons here on the Screen Chronicles. Blood yeah, hair and Heston make the square. They make the square. And, Gotta love a good square. Oh, yes. And uh, blood hair is clearly dominating this fight. Like, he's just swinging with his axe. Like yeah. I kind of wanted his axe after seeing this. I was like, that looks like a really good weapon to, yeah, to use. Cool, cool axe, yeah. <laughs> so like a big, like double headed axe yeah. and he's clearly winning and he uh, gets away Heston's shield at one point. Heston's on the ground too. And he's about to swing down uh, the killing blow. And all of a sudden he has a real attack of poison. Like, oh, ooh, and just stumbles back. Heston gets up. Uh, gets away from that that his certain killing point there. Uh, gets his sword, but actually Bloodhair does good again. He actually starts coming back at him. Uh, actually, almost kills Heston again, and then has another little stumble bumble miss. And then he stumbles and bumbles, and Heston's just sort of teasing him. Uh, and it's pretty clear Heston's probably about to win. Yeah. And Bloodhair just drops in front of Skade and just sees her laughing at him. And so he tries to get up and swing at her and she just pulls out some knives and just like runs him through yeah. his neck. And she's like smiling and all evil and like so just evil. everyone in the crowd is just like, this chick is evil. Like Frida, Citric, they're all just like, Jesus. Oh my gosh, this girl's poison. Man. Ugh. So, so blood hair yeah, was pretty crazy. Bites the dust there. And blood bites the dust. Yeah, like I said, he he had some potential, but he never uh, panned out. I didn't to me he didn't pan out. Nah, I don't know. He was just whipped by Skade the whole time. Yeah. He was just whoosh, whipped. Yeah. So Ooh, whip. And he killed a horse. Oh, you're right. He killed a horse. He killed Come a horse. On, dude. Come on. That happened. Bloodhair's gone. We go back to Winchester where um, Aelfled, uh, the betrothed to Edward, comes. It's the first time he sees her. She's a pretty girl. Mm -hmm. And um, Edward seems pleased with, with the way she looks. Mm -hmm. 
um, and they go on a little walk together. To me, she's kind of hard to read. She doesn't really say much, but uh, yeah, I don't know how to read her yet either. I don't know if we'll get more of her in season four. I think we will, and I'm not sure what kind of character she's going to be. I don't know if she's going to be such a good character. I don't know. There's something about her. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. So her dad is definitely a very questionable character as well. Mm -hmm. And her dad seems like a smart dude. Um, and that's part of this episode too, is that um, while they're walking, Alfred and the father try to settle on a bride price. And Alfred at first gives a low price and the other guy's just not having it, you know, mm-hmm. and he's, and he brings up a good point that like, well, I think you should have a higher price because there's no guarantee that he's going to be king. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, he's probably going to be king, but there's a lot of other people that want to be king when you die, you know? So yeah. how can you, we have your protection. And they're, they're arguing too is because in our heads, it's like, oh, the, the next guy up, he should be king, right? But it's normally a Witten, though, that picks the next yes. king. It's that the Witten. So right. that's the uncertainty behind it. Exactly. And then Ethelwald hops off a cart that he just got back to Winchester. And I mean, this guy's a straight up traitor coming back in. And um, tries to act like he didn't do anything wrong. He goes he's like to a, sit there. He's eating or something, drinking somewhere, and like Father, Father Pure, Pure League sees him. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, like, am I seeing this? Like, you, know, like, <laughs> you just rolled in. The nerve of this guy, right? Yeah. So Pure League grabs him, puts him in a in a cage. He's like, I want to talk to Alfred. At least Edward. Let me talk to somebody. Because mm-hmm. Ethelwald's pretty good at talking his way out of stuff. Yep. And um, he gets called to a Witten. Good Witten. And there's a scene where um, Bianca goes to tell Alfred, and Alfred's like, I'm sure whatever you have to tell me is not going to be the death of me. (laughs) (laughs) Bianca's like, well, it's Ethelwald. (laughs) And Alfred's like, oh. (laughs) Oh, so maybe it will be. So it could be. So it could be the death of me. But they have a little Witten. Gotta love our, oh, God, I love Wittens. This is a, a lot happens from this Witten. Witten. I haven't been. I mean, all Wittens have been canceled due to the coronavirus. Yes. It's been hard to do Wittens over Skype and Zoom and things like that. It doesn't work as well, you know? Yeah, you don't get that impact. And and when someone says, gouge them out, kill them, it's like, well, it's got to be at least another month or so before you can do that. Right. So So, (laughs) they have this Witten and and, and Ethelwald's trying to tell them, I I decided to go and spy on the Danes, you know, so I could come back and tell you what's going on. And he's like, well, they're raising an army against you. And, and stuff like that and mm-hmm. you know alfred's not buying this you know what i mean no one in the crowd is buying it either when because they're like what did you learn and he's like that the danes think you're weak and that they're gonna come here and attack and like everyone's like i already knew that yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> we already knew that Bianca says something about how when he went up to uh dunholm like you were there you know and um you know, he makes an excuse for that and everything. And basically, Alfred needs to go and think about this. So he needs to go pray. And Bianca says, the king needs to pray. Everybody hold tight. Hold tight. Um, so pretty much the jury goes in. And um, while they're in there, Ethelwald always knows what to say, you know. Mm-hmm. So he goes to this character named Sigabri, who has his own land, his own men. 
and says to Sigurd something about how, you know, how is the woman you loved who was Edward's lover? Yeah, the one he got pregnant. Yeah. And had those bastard children with that the church took and sent her to a nunnery. And Sigurd liked her or yeah. loved her. So he doesn't like Edward then because of all this then going on. Yeah. So Ethelwald obviously sees I could probably get an ally here from this guy. Yeah. And it seems like, and I even kind of think at this point, he might get off from this. Ethelwald might get out of this without even so much as a slap on the wrist. And so Ethelwald's thinking that too. And he's still scheming. He's still like, Sikibri, come on. We got this going on. He seems like, and he does actually make an ally here. He does, yeah. And then Alfred comes back from prayers and but well actually back in prayers, he's talking to Ellsworth comes in, his wife, and I think he even says, you know, Ellsworth is telling him, you know, he needs to die for what he's done. He's a straight up traitor. Like tra- he was planning on killing you and taking a crown. Everybody yeah. knows it. Everybody knows. It. He was telling everybody that's what he was gonna do. <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, but that's my brother's son. I love my brother, yeah. you know, like I like kill a son plus two. Like if I do that, then like I'm a, I'm going to die myself. If I sentence him to death right before I'm supposed to die, am I going to get into heaven then after all I've done Would that, you know, condemn me? Yeah. So he's like, and it makes it and at that point. You're like, he's obviously not going to kill Ethelwald then. Yeah. So then he comes back in and you're like, and even Ethelwald is like, you know, I'm getting off here. And yeah, because I'm he starts saying stuff. Yeah, he starts saying stuff that makes it sound like he's going to get off. Yeah. And he finally, he goes, he like calls Ethel, uh, Ethelwald to, this, to him. He takes his hand and he says, you know, you know, together we have built a great country, Wessex. He says all this great stuff about Wessex. And he's like, in that is what you have put into danger. And Ethelwald thinking like, oh, I'm getting out of this. I did a good job. He's like, yeah, he's, he's his face. His is, the acting in this scene is phenomenal. Mm. Acting in this scene is phenomenal. And um, Alfred then goes into what his punishment's going to be. You know, he says, you know, a king needs his eyes to see, you know. And he said, so for that, since you'll never be king, I will take one eye. He says, yeah. I should take both your should eyes, take both. but I'll be merciful and only take one. Because yeah. if we learn anything in the show, only taking one eye is very merciful. It's yeah. very merciful. And after you do that, the person you only take one eye from is, is still very appreciative mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. never plans on killing you after that. Then. Right. Thank you for only taking one. I appreciate that. You really saved me there. <laughs> Whew. Whew. That one was the itchy one too. So don't have to worry about that. (laughs) And and it's real crazy how, because Aethelwald thought like when Alfred was making a speech, he was holding his hand. He thought he was getting off here. He thought he was getting out of this clean. And then when he goes, and that is what you put in danger. Aethelwald just goes, and you can just see in his face, it's like, shit. (laughs) And he like gets on his knees and he's begging like, please no, please no. He goes, uncle. Uncle. Yeah. See, he, oh, see, we don't hear him say uncle. We have we ever heard him say uncle? I don't think I've ever heard Ethelwald describe Alfred as, as his uncle. Other than... To we, me, that like... That one line to Uchid where he's like, we both had uncles 
take our throne from us or something to that effect. I'm about to get deep here, but it just to me, that brings you back to like when, imagine when Ethelwald must have been a child. I bet, who knows, Alfred and him, maybe they had like, he loved Uncle Alfred as a kid, maybe, you know? Yeah, I mean, Alfred, when he was younger, was humping chicks all the time. And, <laughs> and he wasn't a king. And, you know, he was still the guy that was making sure they had records on everyone and things to that effect. But who knows, you know, who knows what their relationship might have been was like. his role model. That might have been why Ethelwald ended up that way. Who knows? So when he says uncle, that's what I think in my head. It's like, oh my God. Alfred's known him since he was a baby. Alfred probably held him as a baby. Yeah. We don't know for sure, but probably, right? Well, they, they all grew up. It seems like it seems Alfred like they grew up in that same palace with. Yeah. Ethelwald's father, the the guy who was king before Alfred before he died, and Alfred became king. Ethelwald, that was uh, that was um, Ethelred the first. Ethelred? Yeah, I'm first? pretty sure. Okay. The, the, I yeah. I, for, I forgot if it was. Was it Ethelwolf? Was F Alfred and the brother's father? Maybe right. Yes. Something Wolf was there. Believe father, so. Right? Yeah. I think that's what we learned. That's what it is Vikings. in Vikings. That's what yeah. it is in Vikings. Yeah. I think that's right too. Because Ethel Wolf is Eckbert's son. Yes. 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 Yes, then, yes. yes. Yeah. So Eckbert is like his this is Vikings talk. About great father brother. Yeah. But this is all Vikings is the prequels. So after you watch <laughs> these, <laughs> you want to see some prequels? Go to Vikings. I would say, in our opinion, Vikings is not as good as Last Kingdom or even close in our opinion, but it's still good. Uh, I mean, you've taken the best show, The Last Kingdom, and then Vikings, which is a great show, but it, it's not as good as Last Kingdom. You, you, can, you still you get a little more, bit of a Viking you fix. You need more Vikings. I, I do recommend you watch Vikings. I think it's a good show. I think it's a fun watch. But um, certainly after Last Kingdom, we needed more Vikings, and Vikings definitely satisfied our, our thirst. It helps scratch there. that itch, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, back then to yeah. end of the Witten here Uncle Alfred has just said you're going to lose an eye there nephew yeah it's awesome it's pretty, it's pretty awesome and, you, and, and when you're watching the show you're like pretty pumped about this because you don't like Ethelwald at this point No, he just killed, he killed Ragnar he tried to kill Uhtred yeah. so they go and they, they show the scene they actually show it um, and if you want to hear a great story about it we won't tell it here but yeah. um, uh, Harry McIntyre told us a, a, a hilarious story about this scene. <laughs> yeah, um, this is really good. I don't want to ruin it here, but go to our other podcast and, and check it out because it's pretty yeah. funny. Definitely listen to that. And they take his right eye, and so like he's squirming. This really, this scene really reminds me of every time I go to the dentist office. Oh my god! Um, every they got to just slam me in that chair, you know, to get a to, to get put that thing in your mouth. Filled. They put the thing in your mouth, just like <laughs> keep my mouth open, and then they three big guys hold you down, holding me down. I'm just squirming. <laughs> It's literally exactly like that. Oh my um, god! It's literally like uh, I, I thank you for bringing that up. I thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, and then they pretty much they show like the, the from the left side of his face, and they show the thing like going down in. Yeah, the, and it the looks hot poker. It looks so real. You see like embers fly onto his face. Oh man! And his he's like squirming and is yelling. It's so hard to see eyes get put out to me. Oh, I don't know. Gosh. Eyes and teeth really just make you yeah. cringe when things happen. Oof, and it's, it's a really cool thing when they're, they're showing the crowd too. Like there's people in the crowd that like look away. It seems like a few of them might throw up. They show different characters that are like just like looking in horror. Mm -hmm. And Alfred is always just looking straight ahead, stoic. And 
Ellsworth is like smiling. She Ellsworth, loves it. She's like, <laughs> nothing like a great eye putting out. Exactly. People Aww. were different back then, though. I mean, because like you do, you do hear about these things how they would just torture people in public, like have them tied down to a table and pull out their guts in front of people. Like, that would be th- that would be something to go see. I know that was something to go see. Like, we like, go to baseball games. We go to, you know, that's what we do. Yeah. And we, they we go to were different back then, man. They were different. We go to the movies. <laughs> it, it's a crazy scene, though. Really well done, though. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. Uhtred and the bro group minus Citric are riding off then from Ethel Fled's place, and they come across a town on her land that's pretty close to Dane territory. Mm-hmm. And they're noticing that it doesn't yeah. look very uh, touched by the Danes at all, from, even from the outside. And they're like, oh, that's kind of odd. They go in there and like everyone in there is, like, looks pretty well fed. No one looks like they have any problems. Yeah. And so they put two and two together and they're like, this is obviously a town that's allied with the Danes. Yeah. Even though it's on Ethelfled's land and they're supposed to be uh, loyal to her this is clearly people who are allied with the danes so we can use this to our advantage on our mission to get skate yeah uh, it, it's really funny too uh uh Finnan makes a ton of funny remarks about the town but one of them is he, he says like fat as a buttered bishop like, <laughs> o- osforth is like huh and he's like fat as a buttered bishop <laughs> just like says it again <laughs> They pull up to this alehouse and the, the Thane, the like leader of the town, mm. he comes um and he's just like instantly rude to Uhtred and gang. Yeah. And, and Uhtred's like, uh, hopefully it's warmer in this alehouse than your welcome was, by yeah. the way. Thank you for greeting us. Yeah. <laughs> and and he's, he tells them to give up their swords and they're like, we're not giving up our swords. Like, yeah. what, what do you think? This is our first time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they go in there and they sit down and it's it's later at night so they've just been drinking for a while i guess they're in there and they they hear outside the door that the thane of the town is with a bunch of men and he's telling them they have to stay in there and they look out and that the, he does he have a, he has a lot of men outside the building probably outnumbering them but utre is just sitting there like yeah. cool as a cucumber when they're telling him this stuff like, oh, they're, they're outside, Lord. And him and Finn are just sitting there, still just having a drink. And he's like, he's not worried at all. And then <laughs> not even a little bit concerned. Not a little bit. You know, they're, they're yelling like, if you guys, if any of you come out, you'll be killed. And Uhtred realizes that they're being held there because they went and told the Danes that they were there. And that most likely a large group of Danes are going to come and try and kill Uhtred. So he then tells his men, Uhtred again, presents his men with an option. He's like, you're all free men. Any of you can leave. And they're all just, again, like, no, we're with you, Uhtred. And just another, like, you don't really, like, know any of the other guys outside of his main bro group. But it's pretty clear that they're all bros to some degree. Yeah. All of Uhtred's, uh, like, I guess his Cookum group um, is who I think they are. And so yeah, he, um, so he's like, yeah, all right, cool. Then we're gonna do something. He does what he's he pretty good at this. He just cruises up to the top of the roof. Yeah. He like takes an axe out, gets on top of the roof where the they they can't see him, 
and he has Finn and pass him some torches and he just starts He's throwing so them. good at setting stuff on fire. <laughs> Finn, and, Finn and even says, he's like, it seems like the only thing he likes to do is burn things down. Yeah. Or something like that. I cannot do an Irish accent today. Here, let me try again. Try again. Lucky charms. There Lucky you go. Just <laughs> <laughs> get calibrated with it. That's a good. Lucky charms. It seems like the only thing Ucha likes to do is burn things down. Yarr, <laughs> That's perfect. Sounds just like Finnin, right? Yes. Okay. So Utrecht is up there, just, and he's. This brings us back to our talk from our part uh, two of season one, where Utrecht is on the boats, mm-hmm. and he is, you know, throwing those uh, rolls of pig fat underhand and hitting boats perfectly, you know, with his on fire pig fat. And again, this yeah. is this skill that he acquired at some point in his life. Hopefully, if they ever do a flashback, we get to see where his underhand toss training came yes. in because he is just nailing houses with torches from this misses. roof. He never misses. <laughs> classic. And <laughs> classic Uhtred here in good form. Yeah. Great. Oh, great mechanics. Oh, man. Like you we said, teach, you can't teach that. You can't. You're born cornhole that. champ. I'm, come on. Of Wessex. Undefeated. And it's, it's just a great, I, I just love this scene, this whole scene where they arrive and Uhtred's just like cool the whole time. Like he, yeah. he, he never like blinks an eye at this thing. And um, eventually though, the whole town's on fire. So all the men that were guarding the, the ale house, they leave. Yeah. And it's just the thing standing there. And he's like, please, please don't kill me. And Uhtred does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uhtred totally kills him. And he yells at all of them that, to remember that they worked for uh, Ethelfled. Yeah. It's just not a, the Danes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, not the Danes. Bad just a badass Utrid scene here. Yeah. Oh, it was it was real funny too when him and Finnan were sitting there and they were they were trapped in the ale house. Mm-hmm. And the, when the Thane told them and Finnan's like, Oh, trapped in a warm air house. Oh, let me Lucky Charms. Oh <laughs> trapped in a, a warm air house. I can think of worse places to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, but yeah, he says, and it's just, it's just funny. Like, I feel like yeah. we get a lot of like little bro moments in this, this one. Yeah. Uh, so then they leave the town though after they set it on fire, mm-hmm. on their way then to the Dane camp to get scared. Yeah. And then Yet they, Canute they has heard that Uhtred's trapped in this place, so he sends men there. And so men leave the Dane camp, and that's less men for Uhtred to worry about. Yes. yes. So that works so, out. Actually, it works out pretty well for Uhtred in the end. Uhtred has great plans. Well, that's yeah. what he was planning on, them sending a message to the Danes. Yeah. Hoping that some of them would leave. So anyway, then, they, they're sitting outside the camp. And we already told you uh, about Citric. But Citric, you know, yeah. we don't know. We, Uhtred didn't let us in on the plan either. Uhtred wanted us convinced so that yeah. if anyone saw our reaction, that we would think that they really broke up. Yes. Like they're sitting in the woods outside the Dane camp and they're like, someone's coming. And Citric is just walking up. And you're it's just like, like oh, what is going on? And Uhtred like holds up his hands like, like he's got a gun pointed at him. And Citric pulls out his sword 
And he's like, surrender yourself to me or something like that. <laughs> Uhtred drops his knife on the ground. And like Osforth is just like, like, like looking at them like, what? Like, what? We're going to surrender yeah. to Citric by himself? <laughs> and then they just instantly throw down their swords and just bro hug. Yeah. And, and Finn's like, I knew it. <laughs> yeah. I definitely knew it. <laughs> he totally like, did not know. <laughs> he did not know. That's the bro moment for me. Oh my god, that easily. I'm go- I so Citric has been a great bro the whole time, and Finn has been still in the spotlight from him. I'm sorry, Citric, you haven't get bro moments, but here is your Just bro moment right here. Such a huge bro moment, dude. Great bro moment. So, uh, when they get yeah. together, it was, it was just a real like Finn. And the Finn's whole time involved like, in it because Finn Finn was like so relieved. Yeah, <laughs> he was so relieved. And um, Osfer's like they were playing us. And yeah. Finn's like, oh, I knew it the whole time. I knew it Wait, the whole time. L- let me do that again. Lucky charms. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it the whole time. Like, Lucky charms. <laughs> it's getting worse. It's getting so much worse each time you do it. So. But anyway. <laughs> There's no way he knew the whole time, though. Uhtred tells Zan Citric... You know, go get Skade, then tell her we'll meet her at these coordinates yeah. at this time. Yeah. <laughs> so Gives Citric, him a GPS device. Yeah. Citric gets out the GPS. He tells, he goes and tells Skade, and Skade wants Uhtred, you know. Yeah. Um, for, because he's Uhtred, damn it. And <laughs> so then they meet at nighttime at a tree, and Uhtred's like acting like all into her. Like he meets her and he's like, ooh, I'm ready. And he's like kissing her. And even yeah. Citrix like looking like, oh, I didn't realize this was part of the plan. And like, we're again, we're like, we're still doubting Uhtred here. We doubted him when he was handling the whole Citric thing. And right yeah. here, like when we're watching, I'm just like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. What are you doing? Are you an idiot? What are you yeah. doing? Come on. Yeah. And it, it ends with them. Uh, yeah, they, they escape then from the camp with Skade. Heading back then, actually to cook them. Yeah, uh, but and then, then we get the end of the episode, and this is an awesome end. We see Ethelwald has like a, uh, you know, bandana over his eye because he yeah. got it taken out, and he's leaving. And this is like, I think this is also symbolism too. The fact that he's gonna leave it uncovered. Yes, he's gonna leave that as a mark, you know, mm-hmm. of what Wessex did to him, what Alfred did to him. Yeah, and then and so he turns he back toward like the, uh, I guess he's coming out of the p- palace or something. I don't, yeah. and, and he takes it off and we see the back of his head and we got this like intense music playing mm-hmm. and he turns around and we see this, his right eye has got like burn marks down his cheek and it's all blacked out and you see like the hole and oh man, is it? And he just stares at the camera. Just looks right in the camera and then, with his one eye yeah and it's like okay he's like transformed now now he's like fully gonna be mm. like <laughs> yes. against alfred and i mean he was before anyway but like now it's like he like looked evil there mm-hmm. oh man so awesome scene with ethelwald at the end and that's that's episode seven and then we got a great three episodes after that to talk about next next podcast we do Oh yes. But, um, but first, what's what's we already talked about a bro moment. What's your favorite moment, Steve? 
Oh, I think I, I should also mention too with the, the bro moments. Uh, we, we, I think, was yours too? Was yours the Citric and Uhtred? Citric coming back, yeah. Okay, yeah. Citric and Uhtred. So great bro moment from Citric and Uhtred there. Uh, also, though, honorable mention, though, to all the moments when Uhtred was asking his, like, crew, his, his other uh, men in his army, you know, if they wanted to leave. And they were always, like, with Uhtred. They would always stand up like, yeah, we're with you, Uhtred, or something like that. Like, cool, cool bro moment for them, too. You know, all the, the extras or background actors or whatever yeah. uh, who play them, you know, it's pretty great. Pretty great there, too. Really cool little bro moments there honorable bro moments there from all them absolutely Absolutely. but then my favorite moment was the whole utred and gang when they roll up to that town uh that where they it was a dane kind of owned saxon town yeah on ethel fleds and just how utred and gang handle it and and just real classic utred just staying calm and lighting things on fire you know that's that's what he does he does best so what about you favorite moment i i like the scene where ethel gets his eye out i think it's a great scene that that is a great scene and then the end when he turns around is a great moment it's it's really cool too because how they they did it he was he was walking at you and then it's it's behind him and then he's about to turn around after who he takes it off and then he's about to turn around. And as he's turning around to the camera where it was, the yeah. camera then cuts behind him. Yeah. Now you're, you're still seeing the back of his head. You haven't seen his eye yet. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, come on. Are they going to show us? Yeah. And then he turns around. And they actually show us? Yes. Oh, that was sweet. Very well done. Mm-hmm. Very well done. So, yeah, there we have it. I really like these three. Uh, a lot of good Alfred moments in them. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah, the Alfred moments through this season are very strong. A couple really good Uhtred ones too, especially him and Brita, him and Citric, him at the town. A lot of a lot of cool things from Uhtred there. Uh, yeah. So, really good couple three there, and I'm really excited to to talk about the next three yes. because they are so good, so satisfying. <laughs> so good. Yes, especially you know through the 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 ups and downs of this season you're there's so many little threads you're like how am i going to get satisfied with this yes and they just knock they somehow it out of the do it. every time yeah they somehow do it so so yes. if you ever make any more game of thrones try and pay attention to this what, show yeah see what the last kingdom's doing and just mm. do that because man they still kill off characters and have meaningful plots with betrayal, but still satisfy people. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but we do actually, we do have some also a couple other, maybe not a couple, but one more sort of unsatisfying moment in the next three uh, to talk about. We'll talk about that then. You can subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, The Screen Chronicles. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at The Screen Chronicles underscore follow us on facebook just search the screen chronicles and we're on podbean um, on all podcast platforms or if you like to listen to podcasts you can find us download us again that's the screen chronicles thank you arslings for listening and yes. stay tuned like we said we'll be covering season four uh go look at those pages we've got lots of things on the last yeah. kingdom join the discussion uh, we want to hear what you guys think absolutely and a lot of other shows though too 
it's it's really yeah. working out this is this is last kingdom month that we decided to <laughs> really, really put all this stuff together this season four coming out we gotta uh, focus yeah. on it so yeah but stay tuned uh and i'm sure you know depending on when this episode comes out we might have a few other episodes but have maybe potentially a few other guests so stay tuned to all of that as well keep it on the screen chronicles everybody destiny is all. Oh.